Well, Kieran, how about... Well, Michael. How about an episode of uh, Holy Half Hour? Well, if you insist. I do insist. I could, I, could, I could go an episode. All right, in which case, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Holy Half Hour. Kieran, how are ya? Michael, I'm good man. Episode 14. Who knew? I can't can't believe it. I mean... Here we are. Here we are. 14 months in. (laughs) Just kidding. We were having a conversation before we went on air, listeners, about how I I keep confusing weeks with months Mm. when talking about the longevity of our podcast. Yeah, he's wishing he's wishing his life away, listeners. I, I really don't know. I mean, he, he thinks he ages in dog years. He thinks months or weeks. Yeah. You know, it's just it's crazy. been fourteen weeks, but it's felt like fourteen months. <laughs> well, that's no, probably kidding. more a function of COVID nineteen than uh, of this podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to your uh, your podcast devices to the podcast, which is a good fun time of us messing around, playing games, and then talking about something to do with Christianity. Uh, so thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Well, I have got some great games lined up. But before we do that, we just wanted to give you a little bit of a public service announcement. Episode 14 marks the start of the summer months of Holy Half Hour. Kieran and I are locked into our recording booths this evening because we're going to record a few episodes ahead of time um, because we're going to take some time off aren't we Kieran we're going to have some summer rest time that's right we're taking a little break so we are going to record a few episodes back to back so the next this one and the next couple probably that you'll hear uh, are are well they're all pre-recorded but these are super pre-recorded so if you're going to write to us or anything we look forward to reading it out but it probably won't be until sort of late into August or September. Yeah, absolutely. Please still do send us emails at hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk or get in touch with us through socials or anything else. We'll still read them and we almost certainly will still read them out on the podcast. It just might take a little bit of time, but we still wanted to give you a podcast in your feed each week. So we'll still be uploading uh, and having a good time with you throughout the summer, won't we, Kieran? Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's just kick on and get into it, shall we? Let's do it. Michael and Kieran, Michael and Kieran, Michael and Kieran, Michael and Kieran. Okay, Kieran, I'm going to go first this week because I've got a slightly highbrow quiz for you. How does that oh, sound? Very fancy. Mm, I'm mm. going to show you, Kieran, on the uh, on the old video call right now that I've got this book. Can you see it? It's a dictionary of Bible quotations. Yes, it is. And uh, I got this in a charity shop. Love charity shops. Loads of useful books. Um, for those of you at home, listen, this is the book. Ah, some nice fully work there. Nice. Just waiting yeah. for my call from the movie industry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, basically, this is um, a Bible of dictionary, a Bible of dictionary quotations, a dictionary of Bible quotations. And every so often, it has a little bold box that tells you that a famous idiom actually comes from the bible so my quiz today is five idioms that we still use today some of them are from the bible and some of them are from shakespeare nice yeah so 
Your job, Kieran, as always, is to identify <laughs> which is which. Is it from the Bible or is it from Shakespeare? I like this idea. Nice. Well, thank you. Well, are you ready for number one, my friend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, number one is seen better days, as in this thing has seen better days because it looks a bit sad and tired and rubbish. Seen better days. So I, I feel like there are lots of people in the Bible uh-huh. who lament that their better days are behind them. Mm. <laughs> the Bible is by no means all, uh, you know, lamentations, yeah. but there are quite a few in there. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to guess that a Bible person said this. Okay. This is, in fact, <gasps> a Shakespearean idiom. Ah, uh, yes, okay. It comes from okay. As You Like It, Act 2, Scene 7. True is it that we have seen better days, and have with holy bell been nulled to the church, and sat at good men's feasts, and wiped our eyes of drops that sacred petty hath engendered. So yeah, Duke nice. Senior, apparently in As You Like It. Film producers, it's hello at Holy Half Hour if you'd like to hire Michael for any uh, acting gigs. The website actually took this from says that the first recorded use of Seen Better Days actually appeared in Sir Thomas More in 1590, but the play was written anonymously and is often at least partially attributed to Shakespeare. We do know Shakespeare okay. was a fan of the phrase. He uses Seen Better Days in As You Like It and then again in Timon of Athens. So there okay. you go. Are you ready for number two? Go for it. The leopard cannot change his spots. The leopard cannot change his spots. As in, that's someone's nature and you can't change someone's nature. Yeah, so I think this is scripture. Mm -hmm. But I have in my mind that there's like two versions of this phrase that go around and that some people think it's leopard and some people think it's leper. Oh, really? I've never heard the leper. But maybe this is all just a fabrication of my own mind. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain that it comes from the Bible. Okay, okay. So I'm going to go with that. Nice. Well, you are, in fact, correct. It does come from the Bible. <gasps> oh, Ooh. what a relief. <laughs> yep. Jeremiah 13, 23 says, Can an Ethiopian mm. change his skin or a leopard its spots? Neither can you do good who are accustomed to doing evil. So there you go. Well done. One and one at the moment. Here's number three. One and one. The apple of his eye. That is, I believe, in a psalm. Or it's in Isaiah. I think it might be Isaiah, actually. Mm. Or is but it in a Shakespeare play? <laughs> <laughs> or is it in a Shakespeare play? I, I, <laughs> I think, Michael, that uh, <laughs> despite, despite your clever ruse, that uh, this is actually from the Bible. I'm, all, I'm almost certain. Well, interesting so go twist that. on this one, Kieran, is that I found uh, a website that claimed that this was Shakespearean in origin. However, oh. you are correct that it is in the Bible, which I would argue predates Shakespeare. Um, and in Deuteronomy sure. 32.10, it says, In a desert land he found him, in a barren and howling waste, he shielded him and cared for him. He guarded him as the apple of his eye. So a point mm. for you and a point for the nice. Bible. Take that, Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> In your face, the bard. Yeah. Uh, is that the only time that appears in Scripture? Uh, citation needed, anywhere else. but that's um, mm, that's certainly mm. the bit what I found where it is in the Bible. Yeah, I just uh, yeah, I thought of as I say Isaiah or Psalms, but maybe that's just because that's where I think anything vaguely poetic <laughs> is in the Bible, yeah. which is not actually the case. Well, uh, let... that's how I misremember things. 
Also, the Psalms is a pretty big book, so it's always a good, good a fair guess if True. you uh, want to guess Psalms. <laughs> um, okay, well done. You are two right, one not so right, and this is number four, Heart of Gold. Heart of Gold. Heart of Gold. I... I don't... Th- I, see, I'm not really... My Shakespeare knowledge is not great, Michael. No? Well, I, but, probably most people's isn't, to be fair. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that that is not in the Bible. Okay. So, on that basis... Because there are, you know, there are verses that talk about the heart and, you know, Ezekiel's uh, taking out your heart of stone, give you a heart of flesh, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. 36, 26. Uh, yeah. Um, but I don't remember the phrase heart of gold in any translation that I've read. So I'm going to say Shakespeare. All right. Well, I'm afraid that you are indeed right. <laughs> it is Shakespeare. Well done. It's from Henry nice. V or Henry V, Act 4, Scene 1. And it says, The king's a barcock and a heart of gold, a lad of life, an imp of fame, of parents good, of fist most valiant. And that's what Pistol says. Is he says, played apparently. by... Um, is he played by Gerard Butler? <laughs> in this in this uh, iteration, yes. I saw Gerard Butler in a clip from a Shakespeare adaptation and he was he was pretty good. Oh yeah? There's a I haven't read it and I haven't seen the whole film, mm. but I've seen a clip from Coriolanus, <laughs> which I think is about maybe like a Roman general or something. Mm. And uh Rafe Fiennes is in it. Mm. And he plays opposite Gerard Butler, who does actually a pretty mm. good turn. Tom Hiddleston did a did a Coriolanus as well recently. He's uh, oh, did, okay. uh, my wife and I watched it on the internet uh, during lockdown. Nice. Right. Well, we should probably do number five, even though you've already won with three correct and <laughs> one not correct. The last one is a fly in the ointment. Fly in the ointment. Mm-hmm. That is a tricky one. And just for those at home who are who are doing game theory, we've had two Shakespeare and two Bible. So all bets are off at this point. Oh, you clever man. You clever man. Well, I, I'm i not totally sure, but I'm going to go Bible. All right. Well, you are correct, Kieran. Hey, where? Where is that? It's in Ecclesiastes 10, verse 1. Dead flies make the okay. perfumer's ointment give off a stench, so little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. Hmm. Okay. So there you go. And I have to say, Kieran, that I don't know if you enjoyed this game, but I had so many of these. So it could easily make a return in the future. Um, there are so many yeah. idioms that come from the Bible that we don't necessarily know come from the Bible. Although, clearly you do know because you did great in this quiz. <laughs> well, I think it's a fascinating area to thing to talk about. And uh, I'm certainly up for more. Michael too. All right, Michael. I may have mentioned this game before on the show, mm-hmm. but I don't think we've played it. You can tell me if we have, because <laughs> it will certainly be familiar. Your memory. Uh, it's quite a memorable game. I did. I looked back through all the episodes today and was like, "Have I done this before?" No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, so there's a game called Soundiculous. Oh, I've never heard which, of that. Is, is a very funny game. I, I came across it because uh, my favourite podcaster, Adam Buxton, mm-hmm. uh, played it with his friend, Joe Cornish, on one of their Christmas episodes. Nice. And it's just a it's just a little game with like some cards and they have things written on them and you just have to make the noise that's written on the card and your <laughs> uh, other players have to guess what the thing is. Uh-huh. Okay. 
So I've handpicked a few of these, and I'm just going to give them a try. <laughs> and I just want you to tell me what these things are. So okay. I've picked out five. So and the- now these are... This is sort of inspired by your everyday object sounds okay, yeah, from, yeah. from last time. However, I will say some of these are everyday objects uh-huh. and some of them are fantastical things that don't exist in real life. <laughs> so there, there's a little bit of both. Great. All right. But hopefully it will be relatively clear <laughs> which ones are which. I won't hold my breath, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael, here's your first one. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm excited. Excellent. Ready. Okay, here we go. Are you sure that this isn't your Bibles in Bible stories in sound effects again, <laughs> Kieran? <laughs> well, it sounds like you're thinking along the right lines, Michael. <laughs> it sounds like uh, someone knocking on a door and laughing. Or maybe a giant taking some steps. Hey! You said giant, right? I was too busy cheering. I said giant, Okay, well then, you're absolutely right. (laughs) Your your giants are very jovial. Uh, They are. They're they're happy chappies. Unless you were saying giant fly or something, and I cut you off, in which case you're incorrect. But if you said giant, then you're absolutely right. I did say giant, yes. I love that you started with giant rather than an everyday object. You got high hopes for me. I appreciate your (laughs) vote of confidence there. Well, they get they get they get more outlandish than giant, but there are also some very mundane ones. So, all right, let's go. You ready for number two? Yes, yes. Okay, here's number two. Uh, again? Um, I guess it could be, it's kind of like the noise of someone hoovering, but you only hear it (gasps) through the floor of your apartment. (laughs) So you only hear the high-pitched part, and then they switch it off and it powers down, and it gets that kind of motor cooling down sound hey very good spot on ah, spot on oof. it was a it was a vacuum cleaner ah, there you go. and i i purposely put in the <laughs> so that it wouldn't sound like everything else that makes that kind of noise <laughs> um so yeah, well well helped, done for helped. picking that up thanks thanks okay, well yeah, done good, for picking good that clue up. there i like that thank you needed that here's here's number three <sighs> how am i gonna do this <laughs> <laughs> this is a tri- this is a tricky one <clears throat> right You've got this. You've got this, Kieran. I believe in you. Okay. That's sounded a little bit like when you put a shell to your ear and you hear the echoes like of the sea. Uh-huh. Uh, and then it sounded yeah. like a seagull. So I'm definitely in a beach kind of vibe here. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but I, I feel like that's not what it is. So maybe maybe you can go again. Yeah, I'll go again. I'll go again. <laughs> um, I just want listeners to know that 
also, unlike normal audio quizzes, I'm listening through the phone line. So, uh, you know, <laughs> you, the audio fidelity that you're hearing, listeners, is a little bit higher than the one I'm hearing right now. Um, That's true. I didn't bother to pre-record these <laughs> listeners, so uh, it probably makes this one even even more difficult. I'm not sure on that one. Um, so, a hint. Time for a hint. This is not a real thing. If I was going to say, a it sounds a little thing. bit like static kind of like the radio static maybe is what you're going for but okay so it's a it's a it's a mythical creature is it hey yes there is it is in which case is it a pegasus because you could be flying that could be the wind noise and then i don't know that could be well you were right with the bird sound in there you identified a bird okay and you got you were right about that well a griffin has got the head of an eagle hasn't it i don't know forget Uh, i'm starting to forget my uh or it could I be. Think they do. Or is it a phoenix? That's almost entirely. Hey, bird. it is a phoenix. Hey, I was so that was I was trying to do fire. <laughs> oh, right. That's what the static was. Um, that's. I mean, that's hard. Like, m- yeah, make yeah. it make the noise one. of this thing that doesn't exist is uh, <laughs> pretty mm. difficult. Mm. So well done. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was from the hard section of the Sandiculus <laughs> game. Well, you did well. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right, number four. Shh. Shh. Mm, sounds a little bit like someone sharpening a knife um, or like running a piece of metal against another piece of metal. Um, but obviously that's not what it is from your face. Uh, <laughs> You're um, thinking along the right lines though. Um, is it someone scraping something? Is it someone scraping their windshield when it's all frozen over? It's not that, but you're. Like, you, these are all good. These are all good. Kind of, you're in the right ballpark. All right, because it's a blade-related thing. Hit me again. It sounds a little bit like um, chopping chopping grass with with those shears, with garden shears. But it's too long to be that. It would be quicker if it was. It'd be like if it was uh, those. Um, so it can't be that. Gosh, is it sharpening a single cutthroat razor blade on a belt? Like, you know, shh, shh, shh. Is that what yeah, I guess? again, a worthy guess, my friend. <laughs> you're you actually closest with the, like, the secateurs because uh, I was trying to do scissors. Oh, okay, um, okay. But so, you, so basically, you've you got the, the same, same device, yeah. but smaller. You, 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 in, when you're using those scissors, you're cutting really slowly. You're like, yeah, shh. yeah. Well, <laughs> slow motion you, as, as you know, as you know, Michael, scissors make me a bit nervous. <laughs> well, if you'll just stop usually running I, with them all I get the time my... here, and then you'll, be, you'll be fine. <laughs> usually, I get my mum to help me. Uh, Second, his mum gives him this pair of scissors. He just turns the blades towards him, stuff starts running down the stairs. <laughs> I, I'm usually, I'm like, I could put these up my nose, <laughs> oh, and then look- it's another trip to the hospital <laughs> yeah. with little Kieran. I've been looking for somebody's shop to clean up my ears with. <laughs> uh, oh, mum, it's happened again. Oh, no, mum, I've stabbed my brain. <laughs> <laughs> if my mum had a pound for every time I've said, mum, I've stabbed my brain, <laughs> she'd be a wealthy woman. Finally, Michael. Yes, Kieran. Number five. <laughs> <laughs> I know this one. It's Kieran laughing. Yeah. How did you know? 
Okay, here we go. Is it a zoo? Oh, you're very close. Is it a, uh, so I hear a, a, some kind of ape, uh, some kind yes. of, like a seal. Sounds like a seal. The, the barking sounds a bit like a seal. Um, Forget about the seal. <laughs> <laughs> there was some other just, noise that you made. That's just poor tech. <laughs> the seal is just poor technique on my part. Don't let the seal throw you off. <laughs> Think about the other animals. Well, you made some kind of really quiet noise, which literally I could just see your mouth moving on the video call and no noise came through until. Oh, really? Me, so. Okay. Oh, interesting. Uh, at the moment, I'm, I've got some kind of ape and after that um, I didn't hear much else other than the seal so maybe you can go again for let me, me. <laughs> let me let me do some no, let me do some more noises then yeah okay I'll go from the top <laughs> okay got that <laughs> some kind of bird <laughs> uh, kind of bird um, the jungle <laughs> in the jungle the mighty jungle Michael wins the quiz. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I mean, I, f- I feel like basically you kept going until I guessed it, but I'll take the win. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know what this is. Well, let me give you another clue. <laughs> yeah, well, well, even even with even without me kind of uh, being very generous with the number of guesses for a couple of them, you got, I would say you got three out of five handily. Okay, so, okay. I'll, t- I'll take that even yeah. though I think everyone listening would, would query that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you, Kieran. As always, your mouth is just an incredible instrument. It, it boggles my mind, quite quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the secret to my success. Okay, Kieran. This week, I wanted to talk to you about Bible literacy. Um, sure. Yeah, a subject that I think is really important and interesting because I think, depending on your experience, depending on your background, you might get a different feeling of how literate Christians around you are in the Bible. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to to talk about it, how we might promote it, how important it is. Maybe we can discuss how literate we feel like we are ourselves with the Bible. Um, and yeah, just to start, I guess. Uh, just to continue talking, <laughs> just to start, I sure. um, I feel like I'm fairly literate um, with the Bible, but not to the extent that I probably could be or maybe should be for the amount of time I've been reading it. Um, I think one thing that struck me was listening to the Bible Project's latest, uh, latest podcasts they're going through now, the New Testament letters, and they've both said that an overwhelming amount of modern church kind of teaching tends to be in this very small section of the New Testament, Paul's mm, letters. Right. Uh, and that's certainly been my experience. Um, I have done a lot of teaching from those letters. I have received a lot of teaching from those letters. And if you uh, talk to me about Paul's letters, then literacy I have. And same with other New Testament areas. Same with yeah. maybe the the Old Testament early books, the law or the prophets. But I mean, just last week i think it was or or very recently with your sound effects quiz i completely forgot the story of samson 
uh, finding the honey in the carcass of the lion. Like that had just completely left my brain. And it's a fairly well-known... I mean, it's not. I'm not saying that what matters is like knowing all the stories, but it just goes to show someone who's been going to church for 30 years and reading the Bible for the same and reading it pretty regularly mm. and committing it to memory and blah, 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 blah. Still, my Bible literacy needs a good amount of investment. Um, so, yeah, where, where do you think yours is at? And also, uh, what do you think about just generally in the church? Well, it's interesting you bring up the uh, the Samson story, Michael, because I've been told since uh, since we recorded that that I got that wrong. Oh, uh, because I told you, or I, what I acted out in that episode is that um, Samson kills the lion, and apparently that's not true. But in my memory of that story, I was convinced that he kills the lion. Uh-huh. I need to. I still need to go back and look at it again. <laughs> Me too. To be honest. Um, but uh, but I was told by a, a friend that that is not the case. That he does find honey in the carcass of a lion. Mm. Um, and uh, an interesting little aside, that friend, uh, my friend Jude, told me that uh, until quite recently in human history, people didn't know where honey came from, mm. which I thought was an incredible fact. That's cool. Uh, but anyway, that's maybe a discussion for another day. <laughs> where does honey come from? <laughs> Jude Wright has a letter, But uh, <laughs> she never told me where it does come from. You know, no, no. Uh, so... Yeah, so so um, it's happened to me very recently too, <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. And, um, you, you know, I, I think I'm very blessed to be in a church right now where there is actually a lot of emphasis on Bible literacy. Mm. Um, and the church I'm in now is more in the sort of Presbyterian, Tim Keller type uh, domain, mm-hmm. where uh, a lot of time is spent on preaching through the whole word of God. Yeah, um, And we, you know, we recently finished going through... Uh, the whole of First Samuel. Nice. So, like, my my current church does books, books of, from anywhere in the Bible, mm-hmm. and it does them start to finish. Yeah. Uh, and it's a really, really interesting and really rich sort of way to study God's word. I think it's not the only way. Yeah. Um, and there are definitely times where I miss the kind of preaching by theme mm-hmm. and the sort of overview of topics yeah. that a, a lot of churches do, where they'll preach on. I don't know, forgiveness, for example, and pull together different scriptures on that subject or that sort of thing. I do think there's a place for that. And there are times when I miss that. But I think, you know, I've really got a lot from being part of this church in the last couple of years and their emphasis on preaching the whole word of God. So, um, and and as we were discussing before we recorded this, um, my, my understanding is that a lot of the growth in churches in the West is in the more evangelical, mm. the more sort of charismatic uh, churches that perhaps have less of a tradition of emphasis on on uh, the word th- compared to some more traditional ones. Yeah. It's not to say that the people don't love God, that they're not reading their Bibles and so on. Um, but I do think there's a kind of different culture, you know, yeah, and that maybe in some of those churches, arguably, uh, personal study of and memorization even of scripture is not really emphasized in the same way. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So, so that all, all that is to say, as church grows, as new people come into the church globally, and particularly thinking in the West, this may be a question that becomes a bigger issue as, as time goes on, that we have more people who maybe don't understand, maybe they've heard the gospel and they understand the, you know, the basics, but perhaps even several years into their relationship with the Lord, 
there are still big gaps in their in their knowledge of how the whole canon of scripture comes together. So this is um, this is all really just to say, I agree. This is an important question. <laughs> um, for me personally, for me personally, I, I think um, despite being in an awesome church that really emphasizes the word of God, uh, you know, I feel like I should be much further on than I am in my sort of personal sort of uh, devotional memorization of scripture and, and that kind of thing. Um, I want to be I want to be doing better on that. Um, but I, I also think that from the earliest days of my relationship with the Lord, time in God's word was important to me. Yeah. And even in, even in the seasons of my adult life where I've really struggled to maintain that, I've still felt that that is, you know, very important. And in those formative years, the Lord did a lot in me. Mm. And I think there's still, even now, a lot of scripture that I recall, sometimes slightly inaccurately, like the Samson <laughs> story. Uh, but 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 God sort of instilled, I think, some of that knowledge in me through that time I spent reading His Word, and, yeah. and I guess this is just to say that 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 investment of time absolutely pays off. Yeah, I think you touch on an important thing, which is so you have a church which is really biblically focused with good teaching. Like for example, how long or is a typical sermon in your church? Yeah, uh, forty minutes yeah. probably. So forty minute sermon. I yeah. mean, that's on. Not that I want to throw shade, but that's on the long side of sermons, I would say. Um, not yeah, not by any means the longest, but I mean, uh, in our church currently, I think a sermon would be more closer to 20, 25, maybe 30 minutes at a push. Um, but our, mm. our church, again, is, is, is going through books systematically. We've gone through the whole of John. Now we're going through the whole of Acts. Mm. But I don't know about you, but I am still hungry for more. And I think that I wonder if in, if we want true biblical literacy, um, we know that church is not enough. Like give us a day our daily bread. We don't live on, mm. you know, we, we need to be in God's word every day. Obviously that becomes our responsibility. Um, but I do wonder if there's a, as if there's another piece that it behooves churches or Christians themselves to be looking for, which is, yes, you need to be in church for all of the great reasons that church is fantastic. And yes, church is a, is a great vehicle for biblical teaching. And yes, you have mm. to have your own personal devotional time. And yes, that's really important for your relationship with God. But do we need like a, a Bible school, like, a, like a, a, a small group that meets in the week that's purely for teaching purposes? Um, that people can go deeper in. Mm. I think that some churches do that and it can be a really powerful model. Um, when mm. I first arrived in London, um, I went to a Baptist church in Southwest London and they had a group that met in a pub and they went through the chronological Bible. So they went through this, this material, teaching material, where they had people come in and teach different l lessons and everything, and they went through the Bible as it was chronologically written. And they did it for like a year and a half, every week. Um, and when they, when they, they, like they did like a graduation of everyone, and there was like 25 people who for a year and a half, every evening, went through the Bible chronologically, mm. and it was some deep teaching. And I just really admired Man. that. I thought that was a really admirable, uh, dead like dedication to to educating yourself more about the Bible. I'm not saying mm. it has to look like that, but I do wonder if there's if there's real value in seeking that out for each Christian or for churches mm. to think, hey, do we need to like have a 
another group where we can give impart more biblical literacy into our congregations. So are you are you saying that that would perhaps be outside of the scope of say a community group where maybe we're studying God's word together but there isn't really the time to go as in depth? Yeah, I think it's just yes, yeah, what's the purpose, I suppose? Because church gathering can be about being together, fellowship, um, worshiping together, corporate worship. And yes, you also receive teaching from that. And then perhaps perhaps with your connect group, that can be about um, discipleship and supporting each other in prayer through specific things you're experiencing. Yes, you can mm. do teaching in that. Um, but neither of those in my mind are necessarily purely about teaching on the word. I'm not saying that you have to have that expression, but I do wonder if something which is its primary function is teaching on the word could be interesting to explore. And if if your connect group is, or, or your, your community group or whatever you call it, your midweek group, that is the purpose. And actually the other stuff is there, but it's secondary. But actually you're just about mm. really digging into the word. Then maybe you don't need this extra thing. But mm. I do think that mm. having something which is focused on discipleship and relationship building and fellowship is really valuable i'm not trying to say everyone should just ignore each other don't don't talk about your problems don't talk about what you need prayer for just read the bible study the bible <laughs> i don't want to get all <laughs> right like don't want to get terminally uh focused on this one thing yeah well i i think you know uh, i have a lot of conversations with friends in my current church about community group and about what community group is and mm. what it perhaps should be and you know uh, how to balance the different elements of of what a community group is and mm. yeah i do wonder if perhaps there just isn't room in a setting like that to go into scripture in that kind of depth and if as you say that warrants an additional a separate event mm. you'd like a maybe an, an an evening a week an evening a fortnight type of class where there's an opportunity to go deeper into god's word it's you know it nowadays uh it, it would be very easy to stream that to make it available online that sort of thing i know in my previous church which was part of the relational mission network um some of the guys there did a thing which i think was called academy and it was mm. a sort of biblical overview and theological and ministry training that they did over maybe the course of a year yeah and i think it even had like a sort of graduation type ceremony mm. at the end and it was an opportunity to be community with one another but it was in going deeper into God's word, that was the emphasis, and that's yeah. why everyone was there. So, yeah. I can certainly see an argument for uh, for a more sort of structured theological course. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it's a great idea, and and I, I wonder if perhaps in the contemporary church in the West, we're good at the 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 stuff for new believers. We put quite a lot of emphasis on that. We've got our al alpha courses. We've mm. got our Christianity explored. Um. I don't and I could be wrong, but I don't think that there is a course that is sort of as ubiquitous as those courses that does what you're proposing. Mm. Um that that is a sort of biblical theological training for for any Christian, you know, yeah. just for them to deepen their their knowledge of God's word whatever stage they're at. Yeah. I think it's super important and yeah, I I would say two things. I'd say first of all, I love my community group so much. 
it started at the start of the lockdown and I'm so happy that we're doing it. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change the fact that we pray together, that we give thanks together, that we chat together, that we sometimes play games together. Course. But I yeah. would say that most weeks we end it and this is a good thing because we end it while there's still good stuff to talk about. We end it still hungry to chat more about what the Bible says about something. And hmm. we still end it with questions. Great. And obviously you were always going to have questions, but there is an appetite is what I'm saying. Um, hmm. So I definitely, I'm personally going to be exploring, is there another model? Is there something else that we need to do to help people to have a forum, which is a learning forum, which is about going deeper into the word? And then the second thing I would say, and this is partly the reason I wanted to talk about this, was because recently in my YouTube feed, uh, in the news feed, I don't know if you saw this, Kieran, the Bible Project have launched a kind of beta program of an online theological training course, which is free. Oh, nice. Um, and it's all about going deeper into the God's Word. It's, a, it's like a it's classroom-based. Tim Mackey from the Bible Project is like, in a classroom, in like a not a lecture, like a seminar setting with four or five others, and they're going deeper into like postgraduate type theological training, and it's all free, mm. and it's really exciting. I'm super excited. I need. I'm going to find time to go through it, um, but I just think that that kind of thing remotely is incredible, uh, and if we personally don't have the capacity to be doing it, um, like to be replicating that within our churches, then it might be worth listeners out there and anyone else uh, just exploring the the bible project stuff so yeah that's very cool i was not aware of that yeah, but yeah. that sounds excellent yeah maybe we can put a link in the description or something i'm i'm certainly very keen to check that out <laughs> yeah let's do that so uh listeners right now as you listen to this podcast there's a link in the description <laughs> for, uh, for the, the teaching course for bible by the bible project click it click it click it now well, Kieran, I appreciate your thoughts on this subject. Obviously, we could go on further, but ultimately, I think what we're saying is Bible literacy, important, and ultimately, probably your responsibility, but how are we supporting each other in achieving more, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's fair. Okay, Kieran, before we finish today, I thought it might be nice to check the old email inbox. And in fact, we have two emails, don't we, Kieran? We do have two emails. I feel like we should get a jingle for this section, Michael, because it's become a regular feature. We need a little emails jingle. Absolutely going to have to do that. I 100% agree with you. Um, so before you read out your email, I have an email from your good lady, which is very mm -hmm. exciting. Now, I... It is very You'll exciting. You'll have to ask her how she'd like to be referred to on, on the podcast. So until then, I'm going to call her your good lady. Uh, not that she belongs to you. She is her own person uh, and a very good person at that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I want to protect yes. her privacy until Amen. she says no. Amen. So Absolutely. your good lady says, oh, hey, holy half hour. I've been an OG <laughs> listener from day one. Good brownie points there. And I absolutely love you both. <laughs> absolutely loved your episode called Aww. Pause and Reflect beautifully articulated and i was moved to my core michael that's me i absolutely love the song you composed definitely see it trending on the charts p.s your wife is so cool i agree and kieran <laughs> your radio voice is so smooth mm. can you, oh stop can you give us a little bit of that smooth radio voice kieran smooth 
Can you do um, Smooth Classics at 7 on Classic FM? Smooth Classics at 7. Perfect. Um, I love it. Thank you very much, Kieran's good lady. You are a star and uh, we, well, we love you very much. I'm sure I can speak for Kieran in saying that too. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, my fiance. We love you too. Uh, especially me. <laughs> very true. Michael as well. Michael as well. But especially me. <laughs> All right, you mush, mush machine. Why don't you read out this uh, second email? <laughs> Sure. Well, Michael, this email comes from Lucas. And uh, yes, this is a fantastic, fantastic email from Lucas. So I'm now going to read it. Hey, Michael and Kieran, your podcast has become a highlight during the week. And I enjoy listening to your fun, but also serious conversations. Thank you for recommending the documentary American Gospel. It was hard to watch, but also quite eye-opening. In terms of music, though I'm not a worship leader at church, I was thinking about this issue before. I think I prefer to listen to smaller bands who are producing a cover of a song that I like. This might not solve the problem, but seems like a compromise to me. So I can still listen to songs, but I'm also supporting less known bands or musicians. Greetings from Germany and keep up the good work, Lucas. Oh, thank you, Lucas. That is a lovely email and all the way from Germany. Yeah, Lucas. Great to hear from you. Yeah. Great to hear from you. Thank you for and listening. Yeah, uh, and great to hear your thoughts on American gospel as well. I have I have yet to see it myself, so you've beaten me. Yep. Um, so Lucas, if you yeah, want to come but, um, and co-host the podcast with me, then you just just drop drop us a line. <laughs> you've got the email address. Um, it sounds like Uh-oh, you're I've you're more replaced. likely to do your homework than Kieran is. So appreciate I've it. I've been replaced, <laughs> listeners. We knew this day was coming. But no, I yeah. I think that's really a really good a good suggestion and and. Um, Kieran, you'd know better than me if uh, cover versions still give money to the original recording artists. I think they probably do, but I think that's a good compromise or at least something worth uh, exploring for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think technically, yes, there will be, uh, technically there should be a certain kind of royalty that goes mm. to the original artist if you're if you're covering their song in, on a, any kind of streaming format or that sort of thing. But certainly, you know, uh, whatever the ins and outs of that are, I think it's a great principle to be supporting local worship leaders yeah, and artists. Absolutely. You know, there, there are there are so many uh, great worship leaders, songwriters, smaller, maybe lesser known churches who are putting out great songs these days. Mm. Uh, I think because the technology and the distribution is available to so many people now, there is a lot of great stuff out there. So yeah, if you're looking for uh, smaller, more indie <laughs> Uh, worship leaders and artists then you don't have to look far yeah absolutely appreciate it thank you lucas always a pleasure thank you lucas well kieran we are all out of time today uh it's been all really nice to speak to you likewise my friend it's been excellent as always and i look forward to seeing you a whole week from now (laughs) absolutely when we record our next episode until then goodbye thanks everybody bye bye Michael and Kieran. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm trying to think me. if there's something interesting or funny I could do, but as always, I'm coming drawing up a blank there. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was an interesting or funny thing I could do in our entertainment comedy podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. <laughs>